This is the Apex United Methodist Church podcast. Good morning to all of you. I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you for the invitation to be part of the 150th anniversary, the celebration of all that God has done. I look forward to all God has planned with this wonderful community. And I will always cherish serving Jesus Christ with you for the time I was here. On our text this morning, we are going to be seeing Jesus as he teaches. He has come to the sea today. He is sitting in a boat, and the crowds are before him. And he begins to teach He speaks in curious stories, in parables, and he tells them one parable, and then he tells them another, and then he tells them all of these. Hear now the word of the Lord to us this morning from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 13, verses 31 through 33 and 44 through 52. Hear the word of the Lord. He put before them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that someone took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of all the seeds. But when it has grown, it is the greatest of shrubs and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and make nests in its branches. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed with three measures of flour until all of it was leavened. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which someone found and hid. Then in his joy he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls, On finding one pearl of great value, he went and sold all he had and bought it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was thrown into the sea and caught fish of every kind. When it was full, they drew it ashore, sat down, and put the good into baskets, but threw out the bad. So it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come out and separate the evil from the righteous and throw them into the furnace of fire where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Have you understood all this? And they answered, yes. And he said to them, therefore every scribe who has been trained for the kingdom of heaven is like the master of a household who brings out of his treasure what is new and what is old. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Can you imagine being in the crowd as Jesus is preaching? And those parables he tells, the the curious stories, there's always something that is very obvious in those. But we are very remiss if we just stick to the obvious, for his stories are designed for us to take a deeper look, to ask another question, but what about this or that? 
I like to think about studying the parables of Jesus as if you were in an art gallery and you stand back and look at a painting and you see the colors and, and the movement and, and all how it is playing together. But when you move closer, you see detail that wasn't evident from the far view. Let's do that today with these parables. It's very clear that Jesus is talking about the kingdom of God. How many times did he say it? And the kingdom of God is like this, is like this. The kingdom, God's reign. Matthew calls it the kingdom of heaven, but it all means the reign of God when our God is working to set everything to right. When God is bringing back transforming, bringing the, the new heavens and the new earth, making things all the created order as they should be. This reign is here now and also yet to be. When Christ comes again, it will come in all of its fullness. And so Jesus talks to all of those persons gathered there, and he speaks of the kingdom now and yet to be. First, he says the kingdom of God is, it's like a mustard seed. I imagine that many of you remember buying a, a time when you bought a necklace. There was a small round cylindrical sphere that was clear and embedded in the middle of it was a mustard seed. In that mustard seed necklace always came with the scriptures where Jesus talked about it. And here he's saying the kingdom of God is like that mustard seed, one of the smallest seeds there. Obviously, we can see that in the hands of God, something very small can produce amazing results. I also think that as Jesus lifts up that very small seed, he is reminding you and reminding me that that small, there's nothing small in the kingdom of God. Nothing should feel insignificant. God uses, transforms, blesses all things that are good. And this mustard seed has grown to in a wonderful proportion. It is housing the birds of the air. A mustard seed is called, uh, it's a curative herb. Anyone who is a runner or perhaps walk, who does any kind of sports, if you have ever suffered from any kind of leg cramp or anything like that, know the value of mustard in stopping that pain, in ceasing the anguish of the cramp. It is curative. As Jesus mentions that the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed, he's telling me and you that the kingdom will bring healing and wholeness to life as all things are set to right. The kingdom of God is like a mustard seed, said Jesus. The kingdom of God is also like yeast that a woman puts in a mixture of flour. It's important to look back at the original language here because 
this time, instead of just placing yeast in a flour, the woman is hiding it. The word used in the original language, she hides the yeast in the flour. Are you one of those persons that have been baking bread during this pandemic? I am. I started baking bread. Again, there was a time in the life of my family that I made all the bread that we ate, but I had drifted far away from that. And I discovered just as I was getting my bread-making skills back, there was a yeast shortage. So many baking bread. I know how the dough looks when you, when you proof the yeast, and it begins to bubble up, and then you place it in the flour, and it you see it no more. You have a round ball, very dense, very heavy, that you place in a greased bowl and cover with a towel, and then you place that bowl of flour and bread in a dark place and let it work. But you cannot see it. You don't see the yeast working. It is hidden. This parable coming at the time when you and I are living in the chaos of pandemic, the unknown, the, the fast changing of research and discovery on this virus. Are you one who has cried out with the psalmist, how long, O oh Lord, how long? Are you watching? Do you see us? Will you help? Do you hear us? Sometimes we feel the kingdom is hidden. And then along comes this parable when Jesus says, the kingdom of God is like yeast, where it grows. And the work is continuing. For me, this message was hopeful to hear that in the midst of everything, when it was often difficult to hear where God is working, Jesus reminds us, it's working. God is putting things to rights. I love the new invitation to a year with God where we can focus on how God is working in our lives no matter what is going on around us. The kingdom of God, says Jesus, is like yeast that may be hidden but continues to work. The kingdom of God, says Jesus, is like treasure in a field hidden and then discovered. I think the kingdom is, is hidden to be found so that we would be there looking for it as we are this day and time looking for the work of God in the world. And that what did the one who discovered this? He went and sold everything he had to purchase that field because when he recognized the treasure of the kingdom of God, it was worth all he had. I had a vision of someone perhaps thinking about treasure as they discovered it. Would they go and ask the, hmm, let me check with my financial advisor. Do I need to go and uh, cash in the 401k? Or let me talk with the rest of the family. Should we do that? He did none of that in his joy of discovering the work of God working in the world and in hearts and lives. He gave everything he had to that work. The kingdom of God is like a treasure. 
Next, says Jesus, in the next parable, the kingdom of God is it's like a merchant who is seeking the finest pearl he could find. In the ancient world, the pearl was symbol of the ultimate good. And so when this merchant is seeking that good, he's looking, going about to buy, to find, looking for the treasure. My college roommate turned out to be a buyer for a large department store. She would travel the entire world looking for the best things to purchase. That's what the merchant is doing here, says Jesus. Looking, seeking, searching as you and I do for the kingdom so that we might make that decision to get it, to retrieve it, to be a part of it, to be in it, to give everything we have. But we make a decision. Our God is joyful and wonderful as the transformation that God is making in our lives and in the world does not force it upon us. He invites us. He lures us. He pursues us to be a part of the kingdom. But we make the decision. Hence, the next parable. When the net is cast out into the sea and all of those fish are gathered up, fish of every kind, and then the sorting begins. The good fish are placed in the basket. And those that are bad are removed. For you see, the decision is ours to make. It matters to God who we are. It matters to God what we do and how we live. But there'll come a time when it matters to make that decision for Christ. Later on in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 19 to be exact, there is an encounter with Jesus, and many of the Gospels say a young man, uh, call him different things. The young man comes to Christ and he says, tell me, what, what do I need to do to inherit eternal life? Eternal life is that life forever, always with God. And Jesus says, we begin with keeping the commandments. And with exuberance, the young man says, all my life I has kept these commandments. And Jesus looks at him, and he says, One more thing. Go and sell all that you have and give the money to the poor, and then come, follow me. The invitation to the kingdom is issued. The ending to the story is something we may not like to consider. For the young man turns and he walks away from Jesus. And scripture says he had much. He had much. His decision was not to choose the kingdom. Jesus is teaching the crowds today, friends. He looks at their faces. You are there. I am there in the crowds. He looks at our faces. He looks at our hearts. He knows the desires of our life for eternal life. 
to see God's work, to be, to have that treasure, to work together for the writing of the world, the entire created order. The invitation is issued. Let those who have ears to hear, hear. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen.